That would be me. Hello, Rana. Here we are. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. What? So, welcome. You know what day this is. This is, in fact, the best day of the week. This is Bin's Day. And I am here with uh, my fellow uh, Binzers. Binzers? Bin- <laughs> Dumpsters. Binnels? No, bins- <laughs> Binsters. Binsters. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Binsters. I like that. Chucky Binsters. Um, we have uh, around um, our our central character right now is, of course, our friend Tim Bristol. Hello. Hi. Ah, there we go. And then, of course, we have we have uh, our 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 what what should we call you the 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 glue that holds us together, Mikey? Um, I'm the hate. I'm the hate that binds us. Okay, the hate that binds us. All right, let's the, go with the that. The ties that bind. <laughs> Mikey, and then of course our our uh, our, our only um, I guess you would call landowner, um, the Lord Waker of Exes, Essex, Mister Waynemaker himself. Um, and then there's actually somebody who exists now, um, who we absolutely love, who is um, wearing a very cool hat, by the way, cool little beanie right there. Look at that. Sexy as always, that's Jartan. <laughs> Sorry. No, the hat. The hat is sexy as always. No, sorry, I nearly sicked up a pose. The hat. The hat. The same one you're wearing right now. He's on a a bit of a delay. He's on a bit of a delay. No, he's muting himself. (laughs) Yeah, but also on quite a bit of a a delay. Okay. Uh, Trying to go into Twitch and share the stream was not a very good... And there we go. He's he's right. This is gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Please, guys, just excellent. For, just for just for a cup of coffee a day, you can get charging <laughs> some internet. Not the best internet. Yeah, it's it's okay. We we still we'll still make fun of him with or without internet. Can we get Sarah McLaughlin to do some sort of advertising look at, for us? Look look at that freeze. Look at that oh, freeze. Oh no. <laughs> There he goes. Oh, oh never mind. there he goes. <laughs> so yeah, for for the price of coffee, a cup of coffee a day, you too can help support <laughs> Sharkan. <laughs> There's so an we internet need to shortage up there. There's an internet famine. We 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 need to get like you know some like black and white stills of Jartan looking sad. And, and you, have, a, you have to zoom in, appeal. and then <laughs> yeah. zoom out, and then zoom in, like. <laughs> Somebody get on that. That sounds hilarious. I'd like to laugh you, at that. You too can sponsor a Jartan. Just some slow <laughs> motion footage of him. Mm-hmm. That that video of him dancing to five in his kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see of, him this happy again? <laughs> because of course he drives a truck in a kilt. Yeah. That's why, a thing. Why, why wouldn't he not? Why wouldn't he not? Look at our associates. <laughs> We do. He's, team over here. He's he's listening to Five driving a truck in a kilt. They're I close. mean, I mean, close if you me. if you if you had a random dartboard of things to be doing, <laughs> you would never hit that. Mm-hmm. That's a triple bullseye. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've nailed so all the Let's just dive on in there. Um, what are we all drinking? Uh, I'm drinking pre-workout and water. Uh, I have a tall glass of water. Ooh. I've got some strawberry-flavored sparkly water. Hey, Jartan, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, I've, I've got Shiraz. <laughs> Shocker. So far, you're the only one drinking Shocker. alcohol on this one. <laughs> to be fair, it's, t- it's ten past eight over here, so... Yeah, it's a, it's a little later than um, normal. I, I didn't drink because I smoked earlier, so I'm good. Oh, okay. Keeping yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, you know, the weed is making me drink a lot less, and that probably is good for my liver. There you go. Probably. Yeah, Probably. But, but, but not too good for your lungs. Well, it a little goes a long way for me because I never <laughs> smoked really. Like I started smoking in 2020. Maybe you should try the old uh, brownies. Oh, those will get you way more high. Like I try, <laughs> that's where I started off with the edibles and that shit got me so fucked up. I got stuck in this chair right here and I had to call for help. I had to call my wife. I'm like, I can't move. I need you to help me. She's like, I'm coming to rescue you. Because she was high as shit, too. It was very funny. And we laugh about it. But we're like, we do not want to be that high anymore. Because <laughs> I got hyper-focused and I watched seven episodes of some random show. I don't like The Expanse or something. Like, I just couldn't nope. get up to change the channel. Um, I got couch we, locked and I couldn't stop watching it. We have Jartan back. From the Tundra. Yeah, this is going super well. I agree. Okay, should we, should we get straight into it then? Yes. What are we uh, getting Jar- into, Wayne? <laughs> um, well, Brenna, you brought up the first topic, so... Wait, wait, wait. I'm going out oh. of order. Jardan called me last week and uh, while I was at work, which was very polite. Wayne does it to me at least five times a week. Yep. Um, I don't know how he knows my work schedule. Um, <laughs> that's weird. He keeps nailing it every time, and he he never misses. Um, it's Jartan was looking for someone to talk about CRT and about how the right wing is going completely ballistic over it. And I was like, well, I don't know if we know anybody that's done that. And then, by some stroke of luck, our partner here, Tim Bristol, from Speaking hey. from the Podcast, actually took the course. So, give us your whole. Tell us your whole syllabus. You okay. Have 30 seconds. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, it's unfortunate that I'm a white guy, uh, and Black History Month, and I'm going to talk about uh, critical race theory. I'm just setting you up to get canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to get canceled. Um, Put in your comments now. <laughs> and yeah. and I just want to say for for all the right wingers out there, um. This was a part of my master's the, my master's program. It was not forced upon me. Uh, I took this course willingly. I was not indoctrinated. Um, <laughs> but you would say that, wouldn't you? I know. That's just what the indoctrinated guy would say. You're right. Um, <laughs> That's the part of the indoctrination. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. that little explosive implant injected into the back of your neck. <laughs> It's the, it's that uh, uh it's that microchip that I got in the COVID vaccine. <laughs> um, 
all coming to light. Track me. Uh, but uh, so the big misconception about critical race theory is that it's basically that uh, everything about America is racist. And while there is a certain amount of that in, in critical race theory, uh, critical race theory at its heart is a political theory. And just like all political theories, it, it has some parts that are good and some parts that are bad. And it doesn't, critical race theory as a whole doesn't just cover race. It covers uh, gender bias, uh, sexual bias, uh, and a whole bunch of other things. Basically, if you are a minority, it it it, it sort of covers a sort of bias against you. Um, the heart of critical race theory is that if you are not white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, at some point in American history, you were a minority that was, mm, let's say, not favored right. by the American system. Um, and I, and the class that I took, uh, was called, was called, uh, it was called critical race theory. And the, the book that we learned from was basically a collection of essays about, about critical race theory. And the topics were various. We, we, uh, I got some right here. Oh, let's see. Um, don't come at us with facts and logic. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Not, you are. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> I so, was told there would be no math. <laughs> the, do we have to take a test at the end? <laughs> yeah. Okay, can you give us a critical? Can you give us a critical race quiz? <laughs> <laughs> um, a few of the topics that are covered. Uh, the first, the first one I found that was interesting. These are all like the most interesting ones that I found. Uh, property rights and whiteness. Uh. uh there was an essay called Desegregation as a Cold War Imperative, which is basically um, desegregation in the South was a foreign policy item for the American government during the Cold War because they didn't want to seem like they were treating people of different races worse to the Russians. So a part of the U.S. government compliance with desegregation was so they could seem better than the soviets which was interesting so so the the first point you just brought up was effectively propaganda oh yeah well, <laughs> to the american government part of desegregation was propaganda against the soviets saying that america is terrible to black yeah, wagging their fingers going look at you you horrible russians <laughs> um no then... no we're not racist you're you're Communists, so get out of here, man. <laughs> Rather be a racist than a communist. Yeah, any day of the week. Uh, next one, and it's sort of like one of the cruxes of critical race theory is that race is a social construction, not a gender, not a uh, genetic imperative. Like, there's no genetic difference between a black person, a white person. Hispanic person, it's it's like the most minute things. It's just the amount of melanoma in your skin. Mm-hmm. Melanin, not melanoma. melanoma. That's cancer. Yeah, I'm melanoma. <laughs> and, it's the amount of and, cancer you have. And, and and to be fair, oh. I'm kind of proof that that is true. Yeah. <laughs> and and the entire essay. Not your cancer? Oh. Yes, this is true. 
Walk right into that one. And it spreads. Walk right into that one. And and the entire essay about is about how through history, basically, race has been a social construct. Is mm-hmm. that people who are different colors are just seen as less than because that's what white people thought. Now, let me let, I have something to push back on that. Like because I, I, I do a lot of race talks in, in like the atheist community. Whenever they need a black guy. They call Mikey Bones famine. Someone um, get the Mikey phone. <laughs> boop, boop. They're sending up the race signal. Token. Um, yeah, yeah. They they put up the bat signal for me. It's just like token from South <laughs> Park. Mike, Mike, Mike be like this. He's a token black guy. <laughs> I smell some race in the air. <laughs> they need me. My racist senses are going crazy. <laughs> um. But but the in 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 the last thing I was on, uh, it was like an MLK Day thing, and it was about biracial couples and being biracial. And my mom is biracial, and uh, I'm in a biracial relationship. And then the first thing one of the guys said was like, "Oh yeah, well, race is just a social construct." I was like, "Sure, it, if you want to classify that or label it as that, that's that's fine." But that doesn't make it any less real. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. because our races determine our culture. Right. Mostly. And there are, like, tons of subcultures for black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Like, so I, I, I always struggle with when I hear people say that because it's just, yeah, it's a social construct, but so is money. And you can't tell me that money is not a thing. And, like, <laughs> yeah. money isn't important. And there are differences in money. And some money is different. Th- like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't, it feels I'm, dismissive to me when there, I hear that. There are certain viewpoints that money is not real. Like, money is a construct of people, and it's not actually real. Like, the U.S. government can print as much money as it wants mm-hmm. and, and still exist. Like, but I get what you're saying. And, and the article does reference that, that, you know, even though race is a social construct, there is, you know, uh, an ancestry that makes that up. There are there are slight differences like hair and and some other features that make up yeah. racial like, difference. Like there, like and and I don't agree that there aren't genetic differences between the races because there literally is. Like your your earlobe, uh, your earwax, um, the way your fingernails are. Like the, there there are certain racial traits, like especially texture, hair texture. Like these things are differences between us. Yeah, that's. That's not from nothing. That's not a social construct. Those are literal differences between the people. Well, the 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 crux of the argument from from the essay is that it's a social construct because legally it's a social construct. Like right. in law, in American law, race is a social construct. In the Constitution, race is a social construct. Right. Um. So while. Well, people of different, you know, ethnicities and races have different features slightly, you know, to to in American law in the past and somewhat currently, race is a social construct that really shouldn't be a dividing factor for people. I agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right. It should. Yeah. It shouldn't. It should. But it is. But it is. We and would all love I to live in that. That's Sorry, always Brenner. the talk. That's always the talk between. Um, when we talk about you know races, um, racist policies, when we talk about things like you know um, um, uh, diversity, 
right? Um, the diversity quota. It's always, well, it shouldn't be about how many women you have. It should be about who's qualified. Right. But, um, of course, being a woman, I would like not to be judged as a woman. I would like to be judged as a person, but that's not the society that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are like always those kind of questions about how how do we deal with trying to treat everybody like a human, but then have you know that that those those identity politic kind of situations right. and how do you do that well going going off what brenda said uh critical race theory does also cover a lot of gender politics um mm-hmm. there are several essays in here there's one uh, that's uh, race and feminist legal theory get in that mic tim oh i'm not close enough to the <laughs> mic there. <laughs> there you go buddy <laughs> So there's 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 an essay in here called Race and Feminist Legal Theory. There's one called uh, Gendered Inequality. There's uh, Sexual Politics and Social Change. Um, so there are a lot of uh, 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 gender-based essays that regard critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a lot of like LGBTQ stuff in here. Yeah. Um, so what is it that because it's it's predominantly from the from the right or conservative leaning people um what is it that we think that is so makes CRT so fearful to them what what are they so scared so, of i think the biggest misconception is that the right considers critical race theory to be teaching history in regards to race mm. and teaching slavery and and all that other stuff and it's it's the misconception that they believe that american history is somehow infallible when Uh. in in actuality uh uh, american history is the brutal oppression of almost everyone and if you like i said (laughs) yeah well like it, it stems from somebody's history yeah if you're not white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, at some point in American history, you were oppressed. Mm. The Irish were oppressed. The Italians were oppressed. Yeah. Um, obviously, black people were oppressed. The Jews were oppressed at one point. The Catholics were oppressed at one point. So it's... Women. Women, women have been... All the time. <laughs> um, so who, who, who was speaking? Uh, <sighs> oh. Do not play with your life. There was so a, there was a... Wow. Wow. Again, so, everybody... can so. Hang on, hang on. So. Bring up, bring up. <laughs> you did just stick my, my country out, which is for fair game. Because I, I just wanted to interject. Where did, all, where did uh, we learn this from? Like, where did it all I stem from? from you, Dad. Stem... And then, <laughs> European. This is I wanted to interject because there's been, especially over here, um, the BLM movement, which kind of filtered over um from america we had uh, a group of people pulling down uh, edward colson's statue and putting it in the harbor and everyone was like this is a guy that no one's ever heard of like in the majority of, of of britain but because it was then highlighted that he was a slaver and he 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 benefited and earned his fortunes and most of the stately homes that you find around like norfolk and suffolk were all kind of um built on the back of the slave trade people were like trying to deny history and saying oh you can't change history blah 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 and trying to play it down trying to say that 
this this exceptionalism again, which plays out again with um, Americans' history. Um, it's it's like well, no, why can't you just admit that this shit happened and this this went on, and this is how these certain um, uh, bits of infrastructure came to be because it came off the back of something really horrendous. We're not perfect. We're not to coin a phrase, white and white. We did a lot of bad most wow. of the bad stuff. He said it. Most we said we did most of the bad stuff. And that's that's me speaking as a Brit, regardless of this skin colour. Um that's me speaking as a a, a proud British man. I know that we did a lot of bad shit. The fact that my mum and, sorry, my um, nan and granddad came over here after the Second World War and then was subjected to so much racism was because it's change. It's different. Everyone wanted to be this conservative way. And then when you start looking back at history and go, oh, hang on a minute, we, did we exploit these people? Yeah, we did. But yeah, that was back then. It don't matter now. So okay. this whole critical race but, 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 okay but, but, but if you don't mind if you don't mind uh let me play devil's, devil's advocate for a second mm-hmm. then so when people follow the social accepted uh conduct of their time mm-hmm. can we judge them in the present yeah yes because well, when... honestly, that's that's one of the big arguments around critical race theory is that a lot of critical race theory came from the 60s and the 70s, and some stuff has changed, but there is still institutional bias and figuring out what institutions, I mean, it's almost all of them still, but once what institutions have the biases like, you know, the Justice Department, police departments... Uh, academia there's a lot of institutional bias in colleges and universities when it comes to hiring professors or accepting mm-hmm. students or affirmative action and so, there's, there's there's a lot of institutional hangovers as well yeah in the sense of something was in place at that time and it's going to take generation after generation for redlining for one um for that to dissolve and become um in like some sort of weird social osmosis to be the norm. Because what we're having now is the fact that you've got school districts that were based on the red lines back in the day. Those red lines are now semi-dissolved and people are, there's more freedom of movement with regards to that. So those red lines are slightly going away, but they were still in place in the first place. So you have to wait generation after generation for that wrong to be corrected. Well, I can, I can tell you right now that, at least in this country, the reason why this is a problem is they don't want that that pendulum to swing the other way so that things can be corrected. Like, when yeah. it comes to dismantling all of the um, horribly regressive and shitty things of our past, well, I'm not paying for it. I didn't do it. So if you yeah. don't, stop telling everybody that we did it because I don't want to be part of fixing what somebody else did that I'm currently benefiting right. from. I'm like, I'm not the racist. Right. I didn't own any slaves. My grandparents didn't own any slaves. It's like, yeah, but yep. you're missing the part that by this country having slavery and setting up the institutions that it did, you have permanently disadvantaged people. 
We need to remo remove those permanent disadvantages. Yep. Well, I'm not helping with that because I didn't do it in the first place. It's like, well, mm -hmm. too fucking bad, guy. Yeah. And and one yeah, of but the that's not really what I'm saying though. I'm saying that if you do something now, Mikey, that is perfectly legal in time, but in 20 uh -huh. years from now, that thing is illegal. Mm -hmm. Well, that's or well, not it... socially. Or not socially acceptable. Let's use that instead of illegal because it's a different. If you do something now that is socially acceptable at this present, but in the future will right. not be, should right. you be deemed a bad person because you're doing something that is socially acceptable now and is a part of the norm now, but will be frowned upon in the future? Should you be so, deemed a bad person? It, it it really really depends on what it is because when it comes to owning slaves, I think that's kind of a hard line in the sand but when it comes to eating meat for me that doesn't seem as bad right but maybe in 50 years no one eats meat anymore because it's barbaric and it's unethical right so will i be called a meat eater yeah mm. well but that's i have to draw that line in the sand for myself when it comes to like the the words that i use on the show do I do I drop f bombs? Not the fuck f bomb, but the other f bomb. Do I drop those all the time? Do I call people the r word? Am I a shitty human being to the people around me? That I can control, and that I can mm. predict that it's never going to be cool or acceptable again for me to call women toot and smack them on the ass and tell them to get back in the kitchen. Like like that kind of shit has always been wrong, right? So whether it's now or later, I'm I feel like I'll be on the right side of history. Uh, go ahead, Wayne. Yeah, I, I I think if we're looking at um ethically ethically, and using the lens of morality, if if you then say something now that you regret in the future because the moral compass has has swayed over to this way, and you say well, it was fine at the time. All you're doing mm -hmm. is excusing bad behavior because if right. if at that point you were saying it and then you don't recognize that you were wrong when morality catches <laughs> up with you, that's when it becomes a problem. If you just say, oh, it was all right at the time, I, I, I think you're just kind of excusing yeah. your bad behavior. But if, if you say, do you know what? Looking back on it, on reflection and looking at how society has changed, you know what? I need to change as well. And if you mm -hmm. do change, then that kind of gives you a, a leg up on that sort of um, morality sort of stepladder. But if you stay exactly where you are, nah, bye-bye. Right. Well, and, and okay. one thing about uh, critical race theory is it's not all like the doom and gloom of, of white people are racist for this and that. And but they it, is, Tim! No, I'm <laughs> but it's also about like how change can happen change that has already happened and just recognizing like everyday biases that people have right. and, and recognizing that everyone has biases mm -hmm. and that nobody's perfect. So it's it 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 teaches basically that people aren't perfect when it comes to perceptions of other people and there's ways that people can change and you know it it's like I said, it's a political theory. Not everything about it is correct. Not yeah. everything about it is wrong. There's there's good and bad. I mean, I'm 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 gonna 
totally hijack the, the running order here, but we, we have a very perfect example of this happening in real time just this week with the What's comments that? that Whoopi Goldberg made on The View. Now, yeah. she made some very clumsy and <clears throat> not <laughs> very offensive remarks regarding Jewish people and the Holocaust. And then she was quickly educated, changed, uh, changed not, not changed her mind, but apologised for it and realised that she got it wrong and grew by the fact that she got so much pushback from it. So can we now transition to... to yeah. Brenna or, or, or Wayne, I don't know if one of you can pull that for me because I, I can't open it right now. Um, can we pull like the transcript of the conversation or whatever? Because I've seen the clip. Uh, I didn't watch the whole episode because... I am not watching an entire episode of The View. Sorry, guys. I won't be <laughs> What um, What do you do on a lunchtime? <laughs> I'm not watching an entire episode. I had to just get the clips. And, and from what I can understand, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, what she was trying to say was that the Holocaust was not about race. It mm-hmm. was about man's inhumanity to man. Yeah. That That's the the beginning, middle, and end of it. But yeah. in that middle, she kept repeating, it's not about race. And then the people are talking over, it's not about race. It's about man. So she, I think she's talking about the larger part, the larger point that people are nasty to each other and people yeah. are do shitty things it's, to each other. And it's she, if you're different, you're, 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 if, if you have two different types of people, especially when it came to the, the, the Nazis, right. which were, very there are like a hyper christian um aryan society as we always say and then the jewish people who were considered less human and then so they had the the you know god's authority to um wipe these people out and mm-hmm. i i actually when i when i heard the you know when i saw the little article about what she said i understood where she was coming from yeah because in because when we talk about race, we usually talk about black or brown. Um, yeah. That's what we talk about when we talk about race. Now, the broader picture of race is, of course, a little bit more about where you're from and the the um, the social construct that you have you have developed in your um, in, in the your people, basically. So I understand what she was coming from. <laughs> But because we're taking a larger view about what race is, I think that was where it went all wrong. Yeah. Um, because we know a little bit more about how race is defined, and we know a lot about how race is socially defined. And I think that's where that's where the misstep was. And she said, like, I, I should have said that. Like, that was not my intent. Yeah. And I, I totally understand where she was coming from. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, Cancel Whoopi. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to do that because if you're going to talk about somebody who understands um, race and how it has affected people, Whoopi Goldberg is a perfect example of how that happened. And she studies it. I mean, she writes about it. She, um, her her performances are about it. She talks about it a lot. And there's a reason why. She's very smart about those kinds of things. So I I think she was trying to look at it as in, in a holistic term. As in right. looking at the, the entire planet. 
Um, but the problem is that that ignores nuance. And the problem mm -hmm. when you ignore nuance is you are going to offend a lot of people, and which mm -hmm. you did. And those those particular people pushed back on it because they were like, hang on a minute, no, it was definitely about race. Right. If, you, if, you, if you're Jewish and, you t and someone tells you this is not about race, you are not, you're not going to hear that. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hear that. You're going to just be offended because it is massively offensive. Shartan, sorry. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, no, I'm just, um, can we read the transcript? So, because I had no idea about this, I'd like to get the background as well. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the transcript. Transcript, talk amongst yourselves. And I'll try and do my best Whoopi Goldberg impression. And uh, while <laughs> oh, we were no. doing that, we also, like, we were talking about um, specifically what is happening in Tennessee um, with the... While we why we called this episode, you know, burn after reading is because of the book banning that's going on again, because, you know, that's how conservatives sort of make their way into the media. Right. Is that they go to these school boards, which are um, as as Tim understands as well as how important school boards are to the overall society and how we how we raise the children of America here. That we need, um, we we cannot have this type of conservative takeover of the, and there's that's where they go first. That's where they take over first the school boards, and this is the yep. perfect reason why they can ban uh, books. Um, I actually have a couple of banned books in front of me. If you guys yeah. are interested, I got um, oh, oh, uh, oh, Brave oh. New World. Okay. Um, oh, lovely. Aldous, Hux Aldous Huxley. Lovely book. It's hands down one of my favorites. And of course, George or Orwell's 1984, mm -hmm. another great one, as well as George Orwell, um, Animal Farm. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, I just watched the movie. Um, Fahrenheit uh, 451. Oh, that's a good Very one. good. What's wrong with 1984? I don't get it. What's the problem? I mean, yeah, it's not about us. It's about England, so I don't really. Yeah. Get the... <laughs> I don't really. It was no. It George Orwell said it was a comment on 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 uh, Soviet era communism, right? Mm -hmm. And he and just yeah, made a dis. He just made it even more dystopian. It, it yeah. references communism, so therefore, it is bad. And and not to correct you, Brenna, did you mean Texas? I no, think it was it Tennessee. Was, it was Tennessee. It was both, I think, actually. Uh, okay, because I was like looking, Texas, I was like relooking, I was like relooking at the link, and I was like, "Fuck, did I fucking have it wrong in my head?" But it could, okay. it could literally be. <clears throat> it's both of them. We've decided. Yeah, so, it's all. The, it's literally all the same. Like it's all the same sort of people that are going by and like have they they, um, these are the same types of people who wouldn't allow evolution to be the only science taught where these were the right. creation the creationist people you have to give everybody a choice and in this case they um the book that is sort of at the top of the list now is mouse um m-a-u-s if you guys are not familiar with this it is a graphic novel depicting how nazis i believe they in in this case the nazis were cats 
Um, and then the mice were the Jewish people and it portrays, um, you know, Nazis as being bad. Um, and, uh, the, yeah. And the mice in this case as, as being suppressed, um, which included being stripped down naked and, and put into various situations such as, um, uh, I believe group showers as well as the gas chamber. Um, so, which I just have to say the funniest part about it is that mouse is now like at the top of like the Amazon bestseller list right now. <laughs> Everybody wants to because... know. Funny that. Which, which usually is, uh, you know, kind of a, counter to when these things happen these books get sold but i i would really like to know like what is the reasoning why do they want to ban these books what is the problem with them that's a uh, that's that's a good question because what i have read about um why mouse is deemed to be um on this list is it depicts mice in uh, um in in nude form I think mm. that's the 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 outward purpose of it. So the mice, so if the mice were clothed, that would eliminate the problem. Yeah, the the, the, the mass murder and all that. That's that's yeah. No, quite a it's, the, it's the nudity of the it, mice. It, it's all conservative per, curl, pearl clutching. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I just quickly circle back because Jartan asked for the uh, transcript and I've I've just pulled Perfect. it up. Yes. Um. So what Whoopi Goldberg um, said, and this is a quote um, with regards to uh, the Holocaust. No, it's not about race. And then Joe Behar comes back with, well, they considered Jews a different race. Whoopi Goldberg then comes back with, but it's not about race. It's not about race. Joe Behar, well, it's not. Well, what is it about? Whoopi Goldberg then comes back with, because you. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. And then Whoopi Goldberg continues said to say, um, <clears throat> I said the Holocaust was not about race, and it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it was indeed about race, because Hitler and the Nazis considered the Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter, and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people, as they know, and you all know, because I have always done that. So that was her response to the pushback that she she got. And as as we've all kind of gone over, what we understand what she was saying, but we also understand the offence that she caused by saying the words that she did because it completely um, diminished a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. And in reality, those certain group of people are massively offended by that because it it happened to them. Yeah. And you can't, you can't tell anyone how offended that they can be. Right. That's you do not outside of any group. Like if someone says something racist to me, you can't tell me that I can't be offended by that as someone external of that particular mm-hmm. group. You can't. That's, that's I, just I, I could tell you that. It would make me a piece of shit. I could tell <laughs> you that. 
Like glorious connection. Delay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, delay. It's Mikey. I I don't know. It's I get why she apologized. I get the apology, but to say that like the Jewish people are so nuanced, I'm like, but that ignores the nuance of her statement. Like she wasn't saying that. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't saying it the way I think we all kind of talked about. Like how she was, what her ultimate point was. Was it a bit mm. clumsy? Yeah. Was it really easy for yeah. fucking Sean Hannity to soundbite that shit up and talk yep. about how much he's always loved the Jews and and then another fucking Joker got on there and talked about how um how she should have been she's done this stuff in the past and she needs to get out of there and I'm glad they suspended her but and suspending her for that that's fucking bullshit yo well because I no heard, one I... no one fucking suspends no one fucking suspends Joy Behar or fucking uh, McCain's daughter no one suspends her for the fucking wild shit that they fucking say. But, well, but, I heard, but I heard one commentator, one commentator today, take take on the fact that why is she taking the name Goldberg? This was a Jewish reporter. Why is she taking on the name Goldberg as her stage name? And I was like, you, you kind of shot your own fox there, mate, because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you're you're making an argument against her that. She she holds Jewish people in such high regard, and you're saying she doesn't, but when she's adopted the name Goldberg, the stage name. Like, she has Jewish on. heritage, Isla says. No, but even even but but it's not her. Like she's specifically taken that name, and this is what the guy was arguing about. Oh, she's taking the name Goldberg because it has such prestige. Okay, but that's, but that's patently false. She, no, but uh, go on. Sorry, uh, Isa says uh, because she has Jewish heritage and she wanted to honor that part of her life. Uh, when uh, let me see here, when she started working, I looked it up. She said in the past uh, she took the name Goldberg because she assumed it'd be easy to get work within Hollywood with a Jewish sounding name. There you go. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead, Jartan. So. My, I don't know how badly I'm lagging, but what what I'm, what I think that we often forget in this modern climate and the way that we talk about things is context and intent. Yeah. Right. So she said something that some people took offense, and she didn't double down on it. She went, "Yeah, sorry, right, I fucked up." Uh, and. For me, that is good enough because we get clumsy in our words and we say things that make people react to it without us having that intent. Mm-hmm. And when, as you said, Sean Hannity takes these things out of its context, it sounds a lot worse than it is. So context and intent matters. And when yeah. you... so. And then they but, go like, "Why, why do you not react the same way when people say something?" And they explain it later. It's because a lot of, especially the conservatives and the right wingers, they double down on their statement. It's a non-apology. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, they it's, say, a, it's, it's a classic. I'm sorry, but. Yeah, they they spend more time trying to explain intent but they never say i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend mm-hmm. anybody mm. they never say that and that's a big difference uh if you say 
I didn't mean to offend anybody and then keep on offending them. It's by saying the same thing. It kind of becomes well, mute. It's, it's that, it's that um, you know, con- the conservative sort of idea of the self, right? That you're, you're self-governing, that you don't need to worry about what other people think or feel or what their worries are. Um, while a while a, a a more liberal progressive person would feel more about like the rest of the um, the the world as, as we um, sorry we're technical issues coming up I'm uh, everybody but yeah exactly uh, <laughs> it's very pretty to have the little <laughs> Skype symbol um, anyway. <laughs> There is there is definitely a difference between like the the being able to go oh I said something that offended an, a, enough people that maybe I should rethink what I'm saying and and apologize for it while a conservative will go I'm just I, I says what I says right well, there, and, there and we certain, we definitely see that there is a certain amount of like gotchaism to it too right like. There's a lot of people that saw her say that and were like, well, we fucked up, so now we're going to pile on. So, especially in conservative media, it was everywhere on conservative Twitter. And uh, and it was everywhere on liberal Twitter. Like, everyone piled on. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's why she got suspended, because there was such an outcry on both sides saying whatever. Um, But, I mean, essentially, it's it's a... non-crisis because I, I agree with mikey like she she said something that was vaguely bad and she said she was sorry shouldn't have been suspended for it because uh, uh mccain says crazy shit all the time all I, the time it's, it's very reactionary it's yeah. kind of the way that our 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 world has become and like the way that social media has really helped develop this and and the you know the 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 uh 24 hour news we look for the the clips right the, you yep. look for those sound bites and she had a sound bite yep and then that's what they they weren't talking about her the nuances or what the deeper meaning or why why she would say something like that it's only what she said and it's only that little piece of it. And this is where these going back to like these book banning things that are going on. It's not about the context of the book or, or the or what is being said. It's that there's nude mice in, in this mm. because it's a graphic novel. It's not that there's something deeper and worse about it. Like, I don't know, um, people being murdered. Um by a government um it's not a like they don't look at it like that they look at the the words they look at what is what is being said and about who and how the lifestyle is and how the people are and you know you look at banned books from the past and you see why they they wanted to ban a book you know about um let's say depictions of homosexuality because of these morality laws that we used to have. And it goes back to that. It goes back to, it's not about what is being said. It's what is on the surface. It's not the deeper meaning. It's what's outside. And that's what they go for. 
No, but, Do you but, not but, think he, it's he, about... He, he, but... Sorry, Jartan, go on. So... Do mice regularly wear clothes in America? Because they don't here. Yes, we call all our mice. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're not savage. Uh, 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 yes, it's it, 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 it's it's such a weird thing. Are they also gonna you know object to the fact that Donald Duck is not wearing pants? No, it's, a, that, it's been a menace for a long time. It's no, a, he's, um, he's, he's a predator. They had a, pro- they had a problem. Um, what was it? It was uh, on Fox News. They had a problem with Minnie Mouse wearing a pantsuit. Oh yeah, like it's I, it's these. It's these very weird sort of uh, ways in which culture, they, they have this culture war going on. And it's, it's Jonathan, about... stop it. We're going to lose viewers. <laughs> it's literally about controlling people's ideas. It's yeah, about controlling people's thoughts. And I don't know if you guys covered this last week, but the right had a big problem with how sexy M&Ms were. I was about to say that. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yes. Wait, what? I guarantee Sean Hannity's Hannity's hard drive is full of hentai. Sean Sean Hannity and Fox News had a problem with redesign of the M&M's characters because it made them less sexy. And and it made them... It's that damn green M&M. Yeah, Mm. and the M&M's were trying to be more inclusive with their characters, and they had a huge problem with that. And it's like, really, guys, find a find a real problem. Find they, something they, that's real. They they lost, also lost their shit when um, Mr. Potato Head became Potato Head. Yeah. What what is it with? with it's them it's all this? it's all. Won't someone please think of the children when? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's also it's what? also the the conservative. I mean, the conservative name. It stems a lot from that in which things are not supposed to change. We are, we are a, as we've said, we are a white Christian nation. And if things deviate from that, then it is considered bad. It needs to be stopped. No one likes deviance. (laughs) Anything that is not how it was before. Like, they can't, we can't change, um... Like, uh, what is it? Oh my god! Um, like, uh, you know, icons, uh, like food icons, like mm. Uncle Ben, Aunt like Jemima. if yeah. it, exactly that's the word. Um, like if that's a change because you know it's it's not their fault that you know it's a racist term. They it's how it was. It's how it's always been, and it's how it always should be. Bigger than that, Father. Bigger than that, Father Christmas, or as you guys call him, Santa Claus. He always, he always rocked up in a green suit until Coca Cola come along and just went, "Yeah, we're putting him in red. He's on brand." I don't give a shit about that. I mean, whenever I think of Santa, I want a Coke. I'm just saying. <laughs> but but uh, but I, I, I'm I'm I might be slow. Well, I am slow. Uh, so <laughs> no. delayed. Uh, but... We we'll call it delayed. <laughs> Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. A, a, a yeah, bit behind. Like... A bit behind. Uh, but I, I just don't get it. So, what is the problem with 1984? Why do you, they want to ban that book? Why not? 
I, I think it's sort of a lump sum thing with Orwell and Animal Farm in 1984 and yeah. his other books. Like, 1984 itself probably isn't offensive to the right. But when you when you put in all of Orwell's works together, it's it's they don't it's they don't funny. like they don't like the thoughts that are provoked uh, by those books. I think oh, the, the uh, general idea is dystopians, and you see that dystopian novels are often the ones that are being banned because yeah. of what they per, they they show society as not just imperfect but dangerous. And, and the also, things in which a a society of, of, of trying to control people, which like Brave New World is a great example yeah. of how a society is built on control. It's a it's built on this needs to be done this way. This is a this is your class. This is how you're supposed to act. And if you go beyond that, then you're you're going to be, you know, reprogrammed, basically. And then once somebody steps out of that and becomes the rebellious person and they find other rebellious yeah. pe people that cannot be controlled and then it becomes the dangerous. And you can see that these that there's a like the list of banned books or challenge books, they call mm. them, are mostly things that we would consider very, very poignant and they uh, philosophical. Animal Farm is one of them because it deals with authoritarianism um handmaid's tale about um, well, they, um they definitely don't want you to, to read handmaid's tale because that shit I, I, I think i think i think it's deeper than that i think it's deeper than that in the sense of if you look at um certain elements of 1984 the fact that you um have o'brien who's trying to sort of like write his own words down away from his telly screen so he can't be seen spoiler by alert the masses yeah, god the books. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure not old. If you haven't read it, if you have read 1984, you need to read 1984. Yeah, but 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 the fact that he's he's trying to sort of like um, break away and not be monitored, and then you also got the um, the two minutes of hate where you have to have the baddie. The baddie doesn't actually exist, you know. Um, and the uh, is it Oceana? Um, I believe. No, um, the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, Oceania against Eurasia, and you've got this war that goes on behind this wall of film that you do not know that even exists. They're just putting this propaganda out to you, and you sit there and you get angry, and then you pick up a newspaper and you get angry. And if you can join the dots in those parallels, you actually realise that you're being taken for a mug, and that's why power structures that we have. Do not want you to read these dystopian, um, this dystopian literature because it makes you realise that you are being taken for a mug, and all of these articles that you read that get you angry and make you phone up talk radio and get you exercised and you go down the pub and go, oh, this is disgraceful, and then you go home to your house and you're like, yeah, yeah everything's cool. Yeah, you know, I know, I know that you guys didn't want to be the Doomcast, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They ban those books because they don't want you to realize that you fucking live in a dystopia. Mm -hmm. And and that's I mean, America is kind of a dystopia at this point. I mean, look at all the stuff that happened with Trump. Uh there are a lot of similarities between what happened in 1984 and some of the shit that Trump did. Yep. So Justin? No, Tim wasn't done. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I... 
Um, Again, I, delight. I Sorry. Saying, so, like, you know, all all the stuff you're talking about about like the two minutes of rage. That's a Trump rally, and uh, uh, people getting angry at looking at the the news media. Breaking news! Breaking news! Yeah. Breaking news! Oh, and we that's were all never... to get you riled alert, up. Alert, alert. We were never at war with Eurasia. We were at war with this other. You know, that's that's what happens in America. That that shit happens, and I know people like, oh, that's hyperbole. You're taking that out of context and everything, but that shit does happen. You're an alarmist, Bristol. An alarmist. We, we live in a fucking dystopia. <laughs> I, 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 I also think that a bit of my confusion around the topic why right-wingers want to ban that book is because over here, whenever, whenever I see somebody quoting that book, it's context. always a right-winger. Right? And I, that's I, why I'm a bit bit confused. They love to quote 1984 George Orwell. Yeah. And I promise you, 99% of people who quote 1984 on Twitter haven't read the book. Yeah. Uh, because... Yeah. yeah. The, the, the other reason that they, that they quote it because it talks about control. And... When it comes to control, they're looking at this cancel culture and, oh, look, they're trying to silence us and all this kind of stuff. But then you get a, a complete backlog of other things where the right are trying to cancel the left, and they never acknowledge that. You can't say that. I mean, this Whoopi Goldberg thing is, is, a, is a perfect example. This they're book to... thing is a perfect example. This is yeah. This is... This is cancel culture at what it actually is, where it's not just... Oh, we're going to we're going to attack them on Twitter and have them, right. you know, banned from it. This is literally a systematic de deletion of these these books, this literature that is supposed to be teaching us about how other people were treated or mm -hmm. how how we're not supposed to, you know, we're we're not supposed to allow allow um um people to control us. Like there's this is not cancel culture as a culture. This is cancel culture as an actual, like, um, like a cultural cancel. Like a society. It's mm. it. And culture. and if yeah, you look, we, we don't want to hear you. Exactly. Exactly. And if you look at some of these books that they have been banned over over the you know years, we do have our regular sort of uh, you um. Yeah, dystopias, but we also have people talking about um, gender identity, mm. um, about um, feminism, about um, even things as as simple as death and having to deal with that, and asking you know um, you know, religious question, you know, um, challenging religion. These things, there's a reason why. It's because when you allow people especially kids especially young people to actually get information that they're more likely to sympathize with other people right. that they're they're going to be more inclusive about race about about religion about gender identity um about immigration and, and they're going to be more open to those ideas and that is what's scaring these parents these adults and then and thus they go to their media friends and they start making Sean Hannity red in the face. I, I make you 100% right there because um, during the Brexit campaign over here, 
every time I went into London, it, there was posters of vote remain, vote remain, vote remain. When I used to go out to sort of like the rural parts of Essex, there were billboards in in farmers' fields that had been handmade saying vote leave, vote leave. And these people in the, the vote leave areas had the least experience with any immigrants whatsoever. The people in like London, Manchester, Bristol, all these other um, cities, Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh, because they were more cosmopolitan, they were like, what, what are we doing this for? But because of all the stories that were that, that were fed out from London to say that immigration's bad, they're taking us over and we're not going to be Britain anymore, mm-hmm. all the people who had no um, experience of immigrants or immigration were more fearful of people coming in that they knew nothing about. And that is the entire reason that we got this vote leave to happen. And it's just, and now it's all blown up in our face. So well done, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, if... oh, go ahead, Tim. And then I got a closing remark from Isla. I think this is really good. Okay. All right, I'll keep it quick then. Um, if, if you look at some of the other books that they're quote challenge books or banned books, I mean, you got the the Great Gatsby. It's about class. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. It's uh, about racism and the legal system. You know, Lord of the Flies, Ulysses, all these other books. They're challenging uh, uh, people's critical thought abilities, and. Right. Between that and and the uh, anger against critical race theory, what the right is really trying to stop is critical thinking and being able to accept other ideas. And, Nailed it. and uh, yeah, that's really the that's really the the heart of the argument is that they don't want uh, things that challenge people's beliefs to be taught in schools. That's all. That's what they don't want. Uh, and, and and you can any of the books on this list challenges some sort of uh, preconception, some sort of status quo that they don't want challenged. But I also think I think there's there's there is that, and that is the reason that is the internal reason that a lot of these are being banned is because they are challenging. But on the surface, they have to have a more um, scarier sort of of, of ideas nudity, language, violence. Yeah. Like these are the reasons why. They, it's it's easier to get people to hate something because of nudity, right? Because it's bad, and and kids are not we're we're deemed right. to not allow kids to to, <laughs> oh. to 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 like to to understand sex. Like these are things that we we have told told our our children that they can't learn about sex, they can't learn about drug use, they can't learn about um, murder. Um, that this is this is the bad part. And so you find those little parts, you go through and you find where these things are and say, look, you can't have your children reading about sex. This is right. bad. They have a sex scene in here. Um, they they talk about assault, they talk about drug use. We can't have this. But in reality, it's about there it's it's about um, you know, a challenging um, gender identity. It's about challenging um, religion and, and uh, challenging uh, what it means to be um, a, a person, basically. And so, yes, there is that internally. Yes, it's about 
challenging. It's about the critical thinking. But on the surface, they have to find a better excuse because nobody's going to say, well, we don't want our kids to think about, you know, mm-hmm. how that how they fit into this society. That's exactly what school is. They're not going <laughs> to that yet. Just give it some time. <laughs> Start saying that. Mm-hmm. All right. So right. Got a couple of comments here. Uh, thank you Perfect. for everybody that's been hanging out in the chat on this one from Aisha. It says um, it's also a more authoritarian approach, the banning. And mm-hmm. oh, that mm-hmm. things in the way. Uh, <laughs> and the best way to raise kids that are compassionate and, and inclusive is to make sure they engage with a variety of types of people um, when they are young. My personal feeling was that it was less useful to censor their media than to help them integrate it. If they wanted to watch and read something um, I was concerned about, I would watch it with them or read it or ask them about their experience. Then last one here, uh, just lost it. There it is. Found it. Uh, Dr. Hassan just uh, talked about this on his new podcast. Oh, I'm not promoting someone's podcast. You tricked me. Uh-huh. You, raise <laughs> well, you, you, well, you mean the, the, the BIM podcast? He oh, was yes. on the BIM. Yeah, he, yeah, he was must, on the yeah, BIM. Dr. Hassan. Yeah. Check out that episode in the backlog. Um, if you raise your kids uh, in an authoritarian manner without teaching them to think critically, then they will be easily exploited by some other authoritarian human when they leave mm-hmm. the nest. Hundred percent. Well and, said. And as someone who has uh, a daughter who's a very impressionable age and um, influenced by media, yeah, it's all about getting in there and actually like asking the question: Why do you think that? Where did you get that from? Let's talk about this. Tell me why. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Ain't nothing <laughs> but a party. Thank Mikey, you. Thank Mikey, you, Mikey. Mikey, 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 Mikey took I never that. Mikey I took it that, that and made it his own. <laughs> Mikey, 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 with, with, with me. With me. Up. Reach and pull. Right to the heart. Right to the heart. Yes. Look away and then wait, 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 Brenna, anything to send us home with? Uh, don't forget to find us on Patreon if you really, really enjoy what we do and you want to see a little bit more of us behind the scenes. Ooh. Giggity, giggity. I got one, um, more. I got one more. Mikey. <laughs> look down, look down, look down. Look up. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine class resumes next I, week. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, okay. I, found it again. I, found it. I have an idea. I have an idea. Yeah. All right, for Patreons only, we need to have a boy band class Ooh. by Wayne Ooh. and Scott. Oh, oh yes, and we'll make it an exclusive for for patrons. How to be so, a how to be a boy band member? What you mean you mean you mean Scott from Five, who have just released a new album this week? Nice. Oh, I'm gonna jam that shit out right we're, now. What you talking about? We're gonna, well, well, we should totally connect Time. this. Right. So yes, I think we should do it. Anyway, find us on pa- Patreon.com/slash/TheBinPodcast. Of course, uh, find us on the Twitch. Uh, you probably even subscribe to us on Twitch. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. For some subs. Um, 
like, share, comment. You can subscribe um, to us through Amazon Prime now as well. Yes. Yes, you could do that. Please, prime it, prime it up, baby. Give us your prime primes. So much. And Tim, tell everybody where they can find you and your lovely show. Oh, okay. So on my Doomcast called Speaking from the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, me and my co-host Nolan, uh, on our last episode, we talked about uh, the possible Russian invasion of the Ukraine. And uh, what else did we talk about? Oh, the Irish fisherman who thwarted the Russian Navy. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Tell that story because it's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking from the center, uh, you can find us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch uh, and Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash SFTC. And I will put the links in the chat for the rest of it. And awesome. Tim and I, Tim and I are also going to venture into the world of proper sport, professional wrestling. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some point, um, I'm going to try and sort it out this week, Tim. Um, clear my schedule for us to have a proper deep dive into professional wrestling. The yes. the art uh, that is professional wrestling. I'm going to wind Wayne up so much; it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> But are we talking about like Hulk Hogan wrestling or a Spandex Man wrestling? Yes. Uh, both <laughs> of, <laughs> all of the above. Okay. To Libre or nothing. That's it. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Kurt Angle will show up somewhere. <laughs> just Spandexville. <laughs> Alright, so guys, for everybody here at the Bin Cot for everyone here at the Bin Podcast, we love you. <laughs> Take care of each other. Be safe. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.